Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Wyoming. We'd like to start today's show saluting the United States of America with the playing of the National Anthem. Nothing better than getting our day started with the playing of the National Anthem. We have a full show today. We will be talking about politics. And, of course, we'll talk about $1.5 trillion. How much money is that? We'll take a look at fairness and sport one more time. We'll talk about our energy and our prices of fuel are actually coming down. Oil prices are coming down. We'll take a look at agriculture and what they're facing. We'll also take a look at sports, and we'll run down the artists for this year's Cheyenne Frontier Days. And finally today, we'll talk about the corned beef and cabbage, and we'd like to wish all of our Irish friends a happy St. Patrick Day. Thanks for joining us today. Taking a look at Wyoming weather. Yes, Wyoming, we sprang ahead there Saturday night. A little bit rough. You lose that hour of sleep. You think about that most of the night. Before you go to bed, you've already lost an hour. So it takes a little bit of time for the body to adjust during this week ahead. We're broadcasting today here on the 14th of March. We did have some cold temperatures. And we did have some sub-zero temperatures in the area. But we did get some nice snowfall amounts. A lot of that has melted with the improved weather over the weekend. So getting farther into March, it looks like we'll have periodic some disturbances, maybe some cooler weather at time. But uh, spring is getting closer, and with these longer days, uh, we'll be seeing some green grasses, and all of our activities will pick up. Taking a look at Wyoming politics, there was an interesting article in Got from CNN, and from that article, reading from it, Bobby and Bill Killenberg were expecting a few dozen people for their fundraiser Monday for GOP Representative Liz Cheney, an intimate cocktail party they were planning at their home in McLean, Virginia. The couple was flooded with requests to come and meet the congresswoman and the event's special guest, Utah GOP Senator Mitt Romney. So many people RSVP'd, Yes, that Monday's event was moved to another larger venue. Kilberg's finally had to cap the list of co-hosts when it hit 75. The donor interest isn't all for Cheney's re-election bid for her house seat in Wyoming. More than full years before the 2024 election, Cheney is emerging as the anti-Trump champion, and plenty of Republicans are glad to see it. We're moving beyond Donald Trump, Bobby Kilmerberg told CNN. Enough's enough. 
but several Republicans have said it's not out of the question that Cheney could seek the GOP nomination for president if Trump runs again. Rather interesting, as we've talked with this race coming up, our congressional race, Liz Cheney seems to be the candidate for Virginia, but she is wanting to represent Wyoming. And I really feel like that maybe Cheney is so far removed from everyone in Wyoming. She didn't even bother to make much of a campaign effort so far. She has over $7 million in her campaign funds, and maybe she's going to set some of that back for maybe that presidential run that she's interested in. But I think when I hear this, I've been thinking over the weekend about the Republican Party and where the party is at right now. It's quite easy to see that there's been that divide that we have the rhino Republicans, or the never-Trumpers, that want to continue to take that party. And I, I feel like that group is out of touch with the people of America. They are the elites that want to just tell us what to do and just send money and they'll take care of everything. I know that I've heard the comment that rhinos are really Democrats that are pretending to be Republicans. So I think it's going to be the situation coming up again. They hate the deplorables or the Trump supporters. And really the deplorables are is the middle class in America. And you can see the popularity still that President Trump has. And I don't know if he plans will actually run for 2024. But the established Republicans, that's the last thing that they want to see. Because that absolutely destroys their world. It takes away from their power. And they're going to do everything they can, along with the Democrats, try to not let Trump run again. They continue on with this January 6th nonsense, trying to find ways that they can charge Trump anything they can do. And this will go on and go on until they find out whether Trump is running or not. As we saw during Trump's four years in office, they continue to come up with ways to attack him to impeachment trials, continually being lambasted by the Democratic Party's news media. So it, it's going to be an interesting time coming up in the, with the election right around the corner. So in other news that has an effect on Wyoming, I think you all saw that the a $1.5 trillion bill had been passed, had gone through both Congress and the Senate. And of course, yes, but the ploy on this whole bill was that they put $15 billion in it for the aid of Ukraine. So that was the cover on it. So everybody, oh, we've got to support Ukraine. But the amount of spending in this bill is just astronomical. And when you start thinking $1.5 trillion, we, we are over $30 trillion in debt. And I, I'm thinking about what a trillion dollars is. And $1.5 trillion is... 1500 or $1,500 billion that we are just passing through with no thought. And here we are in an inflationary period in our country, and we are in a, a questionable period, and our government continues on. And it is not very reassuring for everyone out there on what the future will be for our country and for our state. So again, I would ask people to take the time to look at some of this stuff Come up with your own opinion. We've got an election coming up, and that primary is going to be important. I think it's time. If you're a rhino and a Liz Cheney supporter, which with the 
defeat of the crossover bill in the legislature, that there'll be Democrats voting in that primary for Cheney. I think it's going to be more... The most important vote we have here in the state of Wyoming is to remove Liz Cheney and her rhino friends and her cocktail crowd from Virginia and get back to and actually to having a representative that lives in the state of Wyoming. That's a novel idea and doesn't pretend to. So I, I, just, I just hope that we can continue on as a country. It's going to be some interesting times for the state of Wyoming in the future. Also, the legislature has more or less concluded their dealings in Cheyenne. As we've talked in the last couple of podcasts, there's been some stuff in there that is a little disappointing. And I question, where are, what is the, what's the makeup of our legislature? I thought we had a Republican majority. It seems like that the amount of bills, the election bills that were defeated, I don't understand. I really don't understand why we would be against the runoff bill. I think the crossover is ridiculous. It's proven on what happens with the elections. And the legislature doesn't seem concerned at all. And to me, that is a concern to all the uh, citizens of Wyoming. The fairness in women's sports is one that I'll have a little bit more here in an upcoming segment here of the show today. I'm glad to see that the abortion prohibition bill went through. They added a amendment to that to include rape and incest as uh, being allowed for the abortions. And of course, this is all contingent on what the Supreme Court does. As the bill says, if the Supreme Court defeats Roe versus Wade or gets rid of Roe versus Wade and addresses this abortion issue, that Wyoming will follow along. In other legislative news, in kind of a strange twist, Anthony Bruchard, a Republican from Cheyenne, was removed from all his committees by a 19 to 10 vote in the Senate. And looking at what happened, it, what the reports are and hearing from both sides, it's a question really what happened. There was some talk about Bouchard having some issues with the hospital lobbyists, that uh, he was intimidating other senators. And there were a lot of people that stood up for Bouchard, but unfortunately he was removed from his committees. A lot of unanswered questions on this. We wanted to take this chance and talk about fairness in women's sports. We had talked about it in previous podcasts, did not pass through the legislature. And Senator Wendy Schuler, a Republican from Evanston, was the sponsor of the bill. And she had posted a response to the fairness in women's sports. And it was published in the Cowboy State Daily, so if you'd like to take a look at that. But I think it's too important. I'm going to go ahead and read Wendy Schuler's guest column here today. The Wyoming House leadership made the decision not to bring SF-51 fairness in women's sports to the floor by not assigning it to a committee. Disappointing? Absolutely. As legislatures, when we are asked by constituents to solve a problem or an issue, we take it on and put our whole heart and soul into it. As a former female athlete, longtime coach of females, and an advocate for girls and women, I am passionate that their rights to equality are paramount. This bill would ensure that our girls and women get a fair shake when they step onto the court or the field. This is a bill about biology and fairness, and it is never about being mean 
as one of my senators remarked during a debate. When your biological daughter, granddaughter, niece, or female cousins get left behind while others who identify as females take their place on the court or in the pool or on the field, are you going to be okay with that? I think not. There may not be a large number now, but there are 50 transgender athletes competing right now in college women's sports teams, with potentially 100 more in the process of transitioning. We don't have data on high school trans athletes, but there have been 48 hearings at the high school level on trans issues, and there are approximately 1.4 million transgender persons in our country. We shouldn't wait until we see what the numbers look like in Wyoming. We know that we have issues that are here already, and the safety of our girls and women should be the utmost concern for our citizens. If your daughter is one on the sideline who is left out of playing time, recognition, and scholarship opportunities, then maybe those who oppose this bill will see the fairness issue up close and personal. Eleven states have passed legislation, and more are in the process. This bill is constitutional, and so then the issue comes down, which side do you want to choose? Our girls and women have enjoyed the benefits of Title IX legislation for 50 years. And even though our world has changed, they should still have the same benefit of a level playing field as their mothers, grandmothers, and female relatives had since 1972. Transgender athletes have other opportunities with co-ed sports and mixed-level sports where biology is not a factor. If we allow the loopholes that are allowed by the Wyoming High School Activity Association, we will see even more equity problems by allowing those with a gender identity issues compete whenever they wish, and the fairness factor will go out the door. We have women's sports for a reason. Wyoming residents have reached out in overwhelming numbers in support of this bill. Their voices are sometimes not heard by some of our media outlets, but they are out there and they want to see the legislature be proactive with this issue. Let's keep our biological women and girls competing in female sports and continue to celebrate their success. Well said, Wendy Schuler, again, I'm a, in right behind her. I think this is a item that we need to make sure that we take care of in our world. And I hope that everyone that has a passion about this will contact their local legislators and ask the bill is brought back up in the next session and is addressed here in our state of Wyoming. Taking a look at Wyoming Energy, Yes, Wyoming, West Texas Intermediate Crude is trading here on the 15th of March at 96.43. Quite a retreat from last week's $120 plus. Gasoline on the spot market is selling for just at $3. Hey, what happened to drop these prices? Again, nothing that the Biden administration did. Reports that the Russian and Ukrainian hostilities could be winding down has had an effect on the market. Also, on the market side, market long contracts are being sold and shorts are hitting pretty hard right now in the market, driving that price down. And also there's other supplies coming on the market and COVID issues in China has made the traders a little nervous. The U.S. rig count is back up, according to Baker and Hughes. It's right now at 663 rigs, which is 261 rigs higher than this time last year. Wyoming remains at 15 active rigs. Wyoming has held their first of three annual state 
auctions, oil and gas lease auctions, which brought in $2.6 million, the largest sale since COVID shutdowns. This money goes towards K-12 education and other state programs. And finally today, ExxonMobil, in a press release, announced that they've made a final investment decision to expand carbon capture and storage at its LaBarge, Wyoming facility, which has captured more CO2 than any other facility in the world to date. The expansion project will capture up to 1.2 million metric tons of CO2 in addition to the 6 to 7 million metric tons captured at LaBarge each year. Good news for the state of Wyoming that Exxon is stepping up making that investment. That is a program that the state of Wyoming is behind the carbon capture, and I hope that uh, we find more opportunities that will help out our energy businesses here in the state of Wyoming. Taking a look at Wyoming agriculture, that weather last week, those sub-Arctic temperatures, had an effect on the calving operations around. It's always a problem when you've got that animal. You need to have somewhere to get it inside under those conditions, get it dried off and get it warmed up. And unfortunately, if you don't catch those, sometimes you'll lose those calves. And every time you lose a calf, it's just another reason that their profits go down with your operation. So it looks like our weather is going to improve. Also, we did get some good moistures in the area. I think most of the farming community is getting equipment ready right now, looking at temperatures starting to warm up and then get out in the field and, and start uh, planting this year's crops. In a release from the United States Department of Agriculture, it is announcing that it will support additional fertilizer production for American farmers to address rising costs, including the impact of Russian price hikes on farmers and spur competition. The USDA will make available $250 million through a new grant program this summer to support independent, innovative, and sustainable American fertilizer production supply American farmers. Additionally, to address growing competition concerns in the agricultural supply chain, USDA will launch a public inquiry seeking information regarding seeds and agricultural inputs, fertilizer, and retail markets. According to the group Farm Action, four corporations supply 75% of the nitrogen fertilizer in the U.S., CF Industries, Neutrina, Coke, and Yara USA. Two corporations supply all of North America's potash, a potassium-based fertilizer, Neutrina Limited and Mosaic. Between 1980 and the mid-2000s, the number of fertilizer producers for the U.S. dropped from 46 to 13 firms, according to Farm Action. Farmer advocates worry that the small number of manufacturers mean that they have the power to raise prices without fear of losing customers to competitors. Spring wheat, corn, and soybean prices are skyrocketing, but with the input prices up, farmers are walking a fine line to maintain farm income in today's environment. Taking a look at Wyoming sports, the high school boys and girls basketball season concluded Saturday night as we had the 3A and 4A state tournaments for the boys and girls. On the 3A side, the Douglas girls and the Rollins boys came out with state titles. And in 4A, the Cheyenne East girls and the Thunder Basin boys claimed titles. So congratulations to all those teams for winning those state titles. And congratulations to all the teams that made it down and all the players involved and all the fans that got out. 
and supported those young people. Again, it's a nice event, nice concluding event for the teams. And again, there's for the teams that didn't make it to the state tournament, there's always next year a lot of off-season time to work on the on your game and get out to those open gyms and and try to get better, improve your team, and then make that run for Casper next year. On Wyoming Cowboy news, great news for the Cowboys as they've been selected to be in the big dance in the NCAA tournament. They'll be playing an early game on Tuesday night, March 15th, as they will take on Indiana University in a play-in game. Good opportunity for the Cowboys. It's going to be a tough matchup. Indiana had been playing better of late. They did a, did well in their Big Ten tournament. It'll be a good matchup for the Cowboys, a challenge for the Cowboys. When I think of the Cowboys come out and kind of regain some of that momentum from midseason, I think they'll be in good shape moving forward. Also, the Cowgirls were selected for the women's NIT tournament, and that again is a positive for the Cowgirls. They did not make the big dance, but it's a good opportunity for that team to grow. They have an opportunity to play some more games, have additional practices, and it'll do nothing but better that team for their next year for 2022-2023 season. So congratulations to the Cowboys and Cowgirls, and good luck in your games. And also in Cheyenne Frontier Day news, the Entertainment for this year's 2022 Frontier Days has been announced. On July 22nd, it'll be Jason Aldean with Gabby Barrett. July 23rd, Dirks Bentley with Chansey Phillips. July 24th, Parker McCollum with Ian Munsick and Brett Kiesel. July 27th, Kid Rock with Night Ranger. The 28th, Joe Cole, Wetzel, Jelly Roll, and Nelly. And July 29th, Sam Hunt with Russell Dickerson. And July 30th, Brooke and Dunn with L.V. Shane. Quite a varying group of artists for this year's Cheyenne Frontier Day. Sounds like the good ones to take in. Also, in just potpourri from here in Wyoming, state wildlife and highway officials have rolled out a new app, possibly the first of its kind in the U.S., uh, where they can actually you can actually collect roadkill for food. Isn't that something? So according to the particulars of this, if you're out and about and, and have something happen, maybe you hit a deer, then you can contact the local law enforcement, let them come out and verify that uh, you killed it by an accident. You take and uh, using that app, you claim that animal and you take it home and you have a meal on the table. So you might want to check that out on the new app for the state of Wyoming for Highway Kill. Finally today, corned beef and St. Patrick's Day. Tis the season for green shamrock, leprechauns, and corned beef and cabbage. Though popular in the U.S., corned beef has a not-so-popular past in relation to its Irish holiday. Cattle in Ireland during Gaelic times were considered a symbol of wealth and were used for strength in the fields. Milk and dairy products and were only eaten as beef when they were too old to provide in the other capacities. The British fueled the change as a beef-eating culture and outsourced to Ireland to meet demand. As British cattle producers grew upset with the large number of imported cattle, Britain enacted a law that prohibited the import of live cattle to England. This drastically flooded the Irish market and lowered the cost of meat. This led to the creation of corned beef as a way to export beef to Britain. 
term corned beef derives from the size of the salt crystals that were used to cure the meat. At the time, Ireland had a lower salt tax than Britain and could import high-quality salt. Irish corned beef was considered the best on the market. Today, corned beef is no longer produced using corn-sized salt, but is brined in salt water. Coming from the brisket or the round of the animal, these tougher cuts of meat are best prepared using a low, moist heat. Early Irish Americans celebrated their culture with this dish in the U.S. However, to this day, the tradition of corned beef and cabbage has not become popular in the Irish homeland. Lamb or bacon are eaten as a protein of choice for the holiday. Whether you appreciate its distinct flavor or not, cattle producers can celebrate the fact that it's beef on the menu eaten widely on St. Patrick's Day in the U.S. And we want to wish everyone a happy St. Patrick's Day. Thanks everyone for joining us today, and we hope you enjoyed our show. As per the Code of the West, we ride for the brand, and we ride for Wyoming here at Let's Talk Wyoming, your everything Wyoming podcast.